Welcome to the seventh episode of Demol Belty Season 7 Recaps from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Armstone, and joining me, as always, for our 200th episode together, is the Canadian who is regularly accused of ruining the chef, Logan Saunders. Good afternoon. Good afternoon from a slightly noisy airport in Johannesburg. Yep, I'm at a random restaurant or cafe here at Joburg Airport on the way to Cape Town in about two and a half hours. And there is no such thing as noise cancellation in Johannesburg, evidently. No, I was with the Amazing Race uh, podcast yesterday. <laughs> it was amazing. Like, I thought I found a quiet spot in, uh, at my hostel. But then, yeah, like three people had a really, really loud conversation. And the further I moved away, the louder they got for some reason. <laughs> and yeah, and you've not even heard the podcast yet. You've not heard how I've polished the turd. Yeah, well, that's why you get paid the big bucks, Michael. Not yet, I don't. Working on that. So, how's your previous week been? Even though, behind the scenes, it's only three days. Well, we went up to Kruger National Park. I don't know if that was on the last small podcast. I think it was. Yeah, it was. Didn't we podcast from there? Yeah. yeah. So, I took the shuttle back from Kruger. It's been super-duper stormy weather. I was within less than a kilometer of a lightning strike in our car. Thickest lightning I've seen, too. It was scary as hell. Um, flooded streets pretty much every day whenever there's been a big storm. Went out for dinner again with the person I haven't seen in over 20 years. Um, went to the Apartheid Museum yesterday, which is right next door to a theme park. Like when your Uber driver drops you off in Johannesburg, they ask you, oh, do you want to be dropped off at the Apartheid Museum or the theme park? And it's a tough choice. It's a tough choice, yeah. I used to probably recommend the theme park after the Apartheid Museum. <laughs> Need something to lift up your spirits. Yeah, go for the misery first and then the, the entertainment second. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's like a casino right next door to it too. And then today I did a two-hour tour of Soweto. Yay! It's really, really cool actually. A bunch of amazing race locations from Soweto. And also some uh, mole locations as well, I believe. That wouldn't surprise me. From the Belgian mole? Uh, did they go to Soweto? If I'm not mistaken, um, Dutch mole definitely did, because I think their first challenge in South Africa was in Soweto. Um, Orlando Towers, I presume? Uh, no, it it was one of my favourite... Actually, one of my favourite challenges ever, and I can't even tell you why unless you watch the season. Um, but they they ended up having getting dumped in Soweto and having to make their way to a church. Oh, that's really cool. And I can't tell you any more because it will ruin a bit of the season if I do. Yeah, it'll be pure spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, watch it. It's... It's a very, very good uh, challenge. And I caught up on Survivor today, too. Yay! I saw the double... I saw two immunity challenges, two travel councils, and an edge of extinction scene all crammed into a 40-minute episode. And boy, was that an episode. Yes, it actually makes the season somewhat decent. For now, until at least one of them comes back in three weeks. I assume one of them's going to be coming back, too. I can't see Reen pulling it off. Sadly, as much as we would love that chaotic element to be there. Can you imagine just Green re-enters the game after a 30, what would be, 32-day layoff? Like, what's, what is she doing here? What's Green doing in this game? <laughs> and this is also a very fun episode of, um, of Belgium Mall. I feel like you're a broken record, Michael. You've said that every single week for the past three weeks. I know, and I can't help myself because it was an amazing episode. And this season is just... Wonderful. 
and a genuine delight to podcast about, despite me hearing what sounds like a Johannesburg disco behind you. I'm pretty sure it's reggae. <laughs> <laughs> this It's annoying for you now, Michael, but just imagine the stories when I get back to Cannes a few months from now. Like, hey, remember when we tried to record a podcast while you're in Johannesburg Airport? <laughs> or in the middle of an African safari? So previously, everyone controlled their loved ones, but it was Elizabeth who got some without taking money. Cat and Bass searched for landmarks on a wall, while Yori duck-faced his way through a photo-taking challenge. Axel couldn't pilot a moped, but it was Bruno who was sent home. And that takes us to the present. It does. And we open in Ho Chi Minh City with everyone relaxing, and Yori doing some reverse butterfly in the pool. And they are greeted by Jill over the tannoy going, Good morning, Vietnam! And then goes over the list of all of their sabotages. Well, not all of their sabotages. Very few of their sabotages. Yeah. Imagine if he accidentally revealed like the entire list of like all the really subtle sabotages that the mole did. Everyone's like, I don't, I don't remember them doing that. I remember them like winking at producers and getting tips from them. Seriously, how is this season so good again? And then we get to be divided into two groups after Yuri is reprimanded for not being able to convince somebody to say the word Reichenpipe. Yep. So they are told to split into two teams, one of a team who are sophisticated, that's three people, and one of two people who are playful. And the sabotages that Jill runs through are Elizabeth running Mikhail to the plane, Axel convincing Martin to inflate his jacket and getting the torch wet, Baz not being able to light a fire after seven years in the scouts, Yori being able to do anything apart from making a Vietnamese man say Reagan pipe, and Kat saying the correct link on the silent disco challenge twice, but not typing it in. And the playful contestants are Kat and Yori, and the not playful, the sophisticated team, are Elizabeth, Axel and Bass. Yeah, and who, nothing says playful like a guy who has a sneeze attack and really likes to eat Pringles. They didn't need to include any of that, which is what makes it even better. They could have picked anything from that car ride, but they just showed Yuri's utter confusion about sneezing three times in a row. It was a sneeze attack. Maybe it's a hidden clue of Yuri's the mole. Like... Like Peter communicates through Morse code with his eyes, and then Yuri does Morse code through sneezes. Each sneeze is a dot, so the gap is um, is the dash. So it's sneeze, dash, dash, sneeze, dash, sneeze. And the sophisticated group, they have to learn, they have to answer trivia questions about paintings, and then memorize a sentence or a question in Vietnamese. This would be my absolute worst nightmare, having to do art questions. I hate art. Art questions and having to memorize a sentence in Vietnamese, which is all about intonation and stress. Which makes, it's one of the toughest, it's probably even tougher than Japanese to learn. It's impenetrable. And the best bit about it is the fact that they obviously set up these sentences just to try and make people say offensive things to the guide. It could have been so much worse. It could have been like a, a redux of the dinner table challenge. This is what I mean. How how close do you reckon that they actually were in some cases? Because I don't think they were that close. Yeah, and they say it with a smile too. Like Elizabeth accidentally says to the woman that her mother is a whore or something like that. <laughs> which which or 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 Miss Miss Hine? Which is your mother? I love that they managed to set it up so that someone had to ask Miss Hine, 
do you enjoy rubbing the chef? <laughs> do, you enjoy, do you rub the chef? Rubbing the chef does sound like the title of one of the movies in your collection, but it's still not very appropriate to ask someone you've never met before. It's the biggest hit in, in Bangladesh right now. I bet it is. <laughs> so they can earn 3,000 euros on a tour of an art gallery, but their guide only speaks Vietnamese, so they have to learn the Vietnamese for all the questions that they want to ask. They have to earn questions by answering questions. Behind each question is a sentence that can earn a thousand euros later. Wrong answers give wrong sentences. And we learn that Axel is amazing at memory games. Yeah, he's just not very good at intonation games. No, he's he can speak backwards, but he can't remember Vietnamese. That's just, that just shows you how tough the language is. Like He could translate this entire sentence backwards in English, but learning five words in Vietnamese, holy hell, it's, it's, that's a tough one. And the playful group, Yuri and Kat, are taken to a school. After Yuri wakes up, he's drooling constantly in his sleep. And there's 30 children with 30 topics on them. And later, the other three will take a quiz based on the topics that they catch the children of. They have to catch the children as they run from one line to another. As they catch a child, they have two minutes to write a question based on that topic. If they make the question too easy, and everyone gets it correct, they earn no money. If they make it too hard, they earn no money, but each person who gets it correct earns them 300 euros. What they need to do is have it so it was uh, there. It was actually questions for the quiz. <laughs> that would have been very fun. Who ate a fried snack in the car on the way to the challenge? Or did the mole eat a fried snack on the way to the challenge? That's how it would be phrased. And where do you think the mole placed themselves? Oh, definitely in the group of three. I think so too. This is the point in the episode where I'm going, uh, I'm wavering on my cat suspicion for the first time ever. And boy, oh boy, year wavering came several weeks too late. Yeah, about that. Because <laughs> I was thinking, there's so much money in that if you were in the group of three and so many ways to sabotage it. You could just blurt out random pronunciations that don't relate to Vietnamese to screw everybody else up. You can just not have any knowledge about paintings and then just find a way to coax the teams into into picking the wrong painting out of the two. And then on the trivia, you just got to miss a few of the questions so they can't get the 600 euros every time. And Elizabeth managed to succeed every single time. I'm just putting that out there. Thank you for just putting it out there. Your suspicions have been registered. I'm very proud of the fact we managed to get 15 minutes into this episode without you being a gloaty little shit. Hey, we're only one week away from us losing our top suspect in fifth and fourth place. Very true, we are. And before you do get gloaty about Cat going home this week, may I remind you your top suspect was in until Final Four last year? Yep. Didn't that suck? <laughs> and then I had to switch to the mole. Yeah, despite me actually having uh, an inclination about the mole from week two. Yeah, it was just a religious symbolism. Can't be, can't be, Peter. Thank you for that, Logan. So the first topic that they catch is Red Devils, and they pick which two Red Devils play for Manchester United. Then Kat says it doesn't matter which child they catch, and the second topic that they catch is on the playground, and the question is, what is the game that you play with two teams and two kings where you have to hit each other? The third topic that they catch is Yomika, and they ask who the author of Yomika is. Have you ever heard of Dickie Birda? I've never heard of that game. I have not. I actually had to Google it, uh, Google it afterwards. It's a childhood game by the look of things where it's two people against a bunch of people. 
it's just like, do they convert to your team, or you just slowly catch everybody? They convert to your team, apparently, in in normal situations. Oh, okay, that'd be kind of like, almost like, uh, what time is it, Mr. Wolf? Yeah. Pretty much identical to it. I, 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 it's just that I haven't played what time is it, Mr. Wolf, since I was like five or six. I need a refresher on the rules. That is a long time ago as well. I, uh, like we like once we get to Antwerp, we're going to play Dicky Birdo with uh, with all the contestants and producers. That would be a life goal. <laughs> Imagine try, uh, Jill trying to catch Jill, picking him up like Yuri picked the children. <laughs> Let me down, God for damn. Hot for damn. Claude for On that subject, who are you hoping that we bump into? You've seen any? I know he's from Touchable, but that'd be hilariously random if he somehow oh. ends up in Antwerp. I mean, out of the, the classic Belgian Mole contestants, there's a few that I really, really want to bump into. Davy. Davy would be hilarious. He, he'll be, he's like, he's got so much money, but yet he'll still look homeless. We're probably quite lucky that we didn't do the, uh, the South Africa season, because I made quite a few jokes about Davy's appearance. And by <laughs> quite a few, I mean pretty much every single week, without fail. You mean Belgian Dave Roll? I think it was Belgian homeless Dave Grohl, I called him. The best, the best, the best of them all. <laughs> I mean, obviously we want to bump into Lloyd, and if anyone can make that happen, that would be wonderful. And he has to be in his little red riding hood outfit. Logan, we're, this is actually being recorded, remember that. We don't need to talk about your fantasies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another one of my best-selling tapes. Lloyd is Little Red Riding Hood. Little rude riding hood. Obviously, Holy Peter. Really want to bump into him. Holy Peter? That's another one of my tapes. Mainly so I could caption the picture that I have taken with him, Holy Moly. And his brother's like, what? No way. I can't be right. I think we need to get his brother on just to make predictions every year, so he can be horrifically wrong. I think uh, he'll, he'll think that uh, Evie is the mole, uh, who was first, or uh, maybe Hans is the mole, or Booba. Um, who was the mole this year, or who was first out this year? Lisbeth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, the other, the lies. Yeah, the yeah. other lies. Okay, and I like the one kid who was trying to keep, who was faking out a cat when he had his sandals out and tried to put on his sandals to start running again. And then Yuri gets him anyway and just picks him up like he's a pig. Like he's a pig, like next week. Yes. Oh, oh my word, Yes. And does Miss Hine have a ball, ball pen, ballpoint pen with two cooks? Sounds like the storyline of one of your films. Two ballpoint pens, one cook. And does she rub the chef in the entire house? And what's Yamaka? I don't know. I mean, I could have easily Google Translate it while watching, but I was too lazy to do so. That doesn't sound like you. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's funnier to speculate. I'm assuming it was like a children's book because the the wrong answer was Hergé who wrote um, Tintin, as in Thompson and Thompson and Dupont and Dupont. Dupont, yes. Amazing Race nineteen reference. Owen oh, Boss's translation: Miss Hine worries jaw. That was my that was one of my favorites. And her husband has eight tattoos. I like how they just said yes, but she had, when they had no idea what question she was asking back to them, they just said yes, yes, sure. You heard the number eight. <laughs> That's the painting. <laughs> Luckily, we learned to count to ten because that was helpful with these long questions. Yep. 
And she obviously doesn't understand the question, so they move on to the second one. And the second answer was correct as well. And their question is, which painting is the most expensive? And Elizabeth asks her, has Picture Town mostly? And then Axel gets half of the question right by asking which painting, but then stumbles on the end of it. And they move on to the next set. And then Kat and Yuri's fourth topic is mares. And their question is, the mayor from Samson and Gert is the mayor of which town? I wouldn't know this one. I was stumped on this question. I wouldn't have known any of these answers, I don't think. No, they were very, very Belgian-specific. Despite living and working pretty close to, to Old Trafford, yeah, I wouldn't have known any of them. And the final topic is fried snacks, and they ask, what is the name of the woman from Mora's Fried Snacks? Yeah, I, Cora the Mora, apparently. And the final question that Bass asks uh, is, Miss Hien worries Jaw, and they ask her if she has any tattoos, and she replies that she doesn't, but her husband has eight, and they end nothing for this part of the challenge, as they actually didn't um, get the correct picture. I like learning about the NPC's family members. I like learning that Miss Hines' husband has eight tattoos. And yet we don't see him. Yeah, maybe they'll, they'll come up ne- maybe next week. Next week there'll be a challenge about his eight tattoos. Maybe it'll be in the final quiz. Yeah, how many tattoos does Miss Hines' husband have? And the, an- the answers will all be in Vietnamese. So, then they epically fail at all three. And then Jills gives them one last shot to earn money for this challenge. And the last shot is amazing. Yes. The mole painted a picture. Which one did he paint? Did he paint, or did they paint the screen? Or did they paint that one by Mr. Kwong? See, if this was an old mole season, what they would have done is said, one of these two pictures is getting shredded. The value of the painting is a thousand euros. If you shred the mole's one, then you get the thousand euros. If you shred the correct one, you lose a thousand euros from the pot to pay for it. Because that's what they used to do. They used to do like real watches and fake Rolexes and all that sort of stuff to to lose money from the pot. Yeah, that was way back to the first American season. That was like the first challenge of the early episodes. And apparently the mole has done their picture completely in secret. Imagine like, oh, I'm going to go to bed tonight, then Jill's knocks on your door. Hey, can you paint a really cool picture that looks like was done by a professional? And you have until tomorrow morning to do it and make sure no one else comes into your room. Okay, bye. And then if you know somebody is really tired the next morning, you probably know who the mole is then. And with like paint watches all over their shirt too. I wonder whether this challenge was catered for the mole once they picked them. Because if you stuck me in this season and said, you're going to have to paint a picture, I would have been screwed. It'd be abstract. Yeah, it would have had to be hella abstract. No, it'll be fun. Next year, they'll have a really artistic mole, and it'll be like the Mona Lisa. What, an overrated piece of shit? Yeah. It's a quote pop star. Or, or in a Picasso painting. Or a dolly. Imagine trying to do a Salvatore dolly painting. I would hate to be the mole in that season. And they have to pick which of the paintings they want to go through the shredder. If they pick the correct one, they get the thousand euros. If not, they get nothing and lose probably their best chance at guessing who the mole is, which they, of course, do. They all speak, it's funny, they all point it to Kat, saying, Kat's really artistic, she could have painted this. She's always doodling in her notebook. It's like, yeah, thanks for confirming my suspicions. She's always doodling pictures of the screen. She's always doodling very dark pictures. Yeah, 
Do you see the do you see the picture see doodle of somebody being hanged? Oof, how dark. Yeah. It's everywhere in the book, she doesn't even take any notes. It's just it's just terrible pictures of all of us. Boss's head is rolling on the ground in one of them. She's designed voodoo dolls? <laughs> yeah. That explains the sneeze attack for Yuri. So Baz suspects that the mole may be relaying a message in their painting. You think? What else was the point of this challenge? There might be a clue to this. Do you think there's a clue in this challenge, guys? <laughs> think there could be a hint from a, a painting that the mole did? Mother says there may be a hint. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't listen to Mother anymore. The theory I've heard for this challenge is that the mole did sign it. Signed the picture, which is why Jill told them they couldn't get too close. Right. I agree. And did you read, like, uh, the way we watch these episodes, somebody uh, puts in behind-the-scenes stuff. And did you read the behind-the-scenes thing that Axel has been a lot more reserved during the filming than he is at home? I did read that, yes. Yeah, so that that's interesting. So he has a change in behavior from when he's at home. Interesting. I wonder. I don't. I assume that means he's less likely to be the mole if he's behaving differently because he's the mole. Although him and Elizabeth are basically my two top suspects now. I've I've watched this episode only a couple of hours ago, so I've not managed to reconcile my feelings yet. But it's one of those two now for me. Yeah. Well, it's not even one of those two for me. It's like one hundred. It's like ninety-five percent Elizabeth and like. 3% Axel and 2% Boss. <laughs> and 0% Yuri. 0% Yuri. Watch him be the mole. He just earned too much money. He didn't even he didn't even go for the booby trap this week. No, he, he only only Axel was uh, was selfish enough to go for the uh, for the yokers rather than going straight for the money. Eh, Elizabeth did too. And they say that the mole's painting is more childlike, and they're then sent to meet up with Cat and Yuri to try and earn them some money. And then they get the childlike quiz, and Axel gets the first one right, because at the time, uh, Fellaini played for Manchester United, but now plays in China. And in the second question, Elizabeth and Bass both get it correct to earn 600 euros, and Axel says that he didn't get it right because he doesn't hang around playgrounds anymore. That's probably a good thing. Imagine if like, Bass said, oh, I was, I was just playing it last week. I, I was just playing it right before filming, that's where they recruited me. Bass is the only one to get the third question correct, and Jill teases Axel and Elizabeth for their terrible answers. Elizabeth answered almost nothing correctly. Which kind of gives a lot more credence to the idea she might be the mole. And on top of that, she was she was the one spouting out random uh, words when they were trying to memorize Vietnamese. She kept trying to confuse everybody. Like, this was another... This is the second week in a row where Elizabeth is doing a lot of damage where she's just doing nothing to contribute to the team, and we're not even at the next challenge yet. I am actively rooting against her because that'll mean you'll win. I deserve a win. You don't. I deserve, a, I, I deserve a perfect Belgian mole streak. You win far too much on these shows as it is. Well, uh, we have to... I mean, just that's how much sweeter it is when you're right, Michael. Whenever you, you, you get that chance. Even Michelle got it right this year. She beat you to getting one right. You can't claim Peter because you got him on the final episode you could have got him. Yeah, that still counts. My suspect was gone. I was more suspicious of Peter than you were during the season. 
here, but you didn't like it in that final choice. I did. At the same time that I did. Yeah, but he was on my, he was bubbling under for a lot longer on my list than he was on yours. I'm not allowing you to claim that one. <laughs> well, I am. So, in the words of Taylor from Kid Nation, deal with it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and Axel's the only one to know Cora from Mora, and then Elizabeth misses the final question, so they earn 600 euros for that question, and 2,100 euros for the challenge. That would possible 3,000. So, one challenge, they earn zero out of 4,000 euros, and the other one, they almost had a perfect run. Which group do you think the mole was in? Hmm, I wonder. And the only reason why it wasn't a perfect score is because the mole missed, what, two out of the three misses that they could have had? Or all three? Yeah, because there was... Only Axel got the first one right, only Baz got the third one right, and then uh, only Axel got the fourth one right. So the only reason why it wasn't a perfect score is because of Elizabeth. And it was Elizabeth and Axel that went for the wrong painting. And then we get a surprise mid-episode diary of them all. Which I'm assuming is Jill saying congrats, well done. They didn't select your painting. And then the mole says, yes, fantastic. I'm really happy that they chose the wrong painting and nothing was earned. It's an honour. It was a fantastic day. They're a strong group, but this time I won. Yeah. And then, he's, then the mole said, oh, I'm going to murder everybody in their sleep by the end of the season. That was really ominous through the voice distorter, too. It was. I'm very interested to see how we're actually going to find out who the mole is. And whether they're just going to show a diary of the mole and then reveal the voice. Yeah, slowly tune it to their voice. That's what I would do. Yeah, because Belgian mole, they're so deep into the thematics that there's no way they would do something arbitrary. Everything means something. No, because if you remember when Peter was revealed last year, we had him walk into the, the bull ring with like smoke around him and me looking through the smoke and going, Is that Peter? Oh god, it's Peter, isn't it? Come into the light. Now it's time for tunnels. Yeah. Tunnel business. So the next morning, they wake up, and Elizabeth, Yuri, and Bas go for a morning walk through the countryside while Kat and Axel rest. And then Elizabeth and Bass also encounter some ducks. And then they sing about West Virginia. The state of West Virginia is sung by a group of Belgians. And then they are driven to their next challenge while singing along to Country Roads and Delilah as well. And Kat sees the sign for the Coochie Tunnels and goes, shit, because she knows what's coming. Time for claustrophobia. And at this point, I have to point out that the Coochie Tunnels are actually a regular excursion location on the cruises that I go on to Vietnam. Because both times we've been to Ho Chi Minh City, we have had the option of going to those tunnels. Because it's quite a major tourist attraction in the area. Well, yeah, it's underground underground Vietnam War tunnels, too. Wouldn't want to go there. So there, there is 5,000 euros hidden in the tunnels, hidden in tubes from 500 euros to 1,500, and individually they will have to try and find and leave the tunnels with the money. The later in the order that they are, the further they have to go, but the more they can earn, and they have to earn the maps along the way. Each exit has a map for the next exit, which they can relay to the next person, and they get 75 minutes. So the person who sabotages first can erase the largest amount at the end. Exactly my thought. If you are the mole, you go as early as possible, because one, you can legitimately freak everyone out by going, oh, it's so claustrophobic in here. But also, you can immediately take out the 1,500 euros without even blinking. 
and Elizabeth Cat and Boss were the three who wanted to go early, but Boss was the only one who was willing to say second or third, while Elizabeth Cat both said they wanted to go first or second. And nobody wants to go last, so Axel and Yuri are basically forced into it. And then Jill takes Elizabeth to the entrance, and taunts her by saying it's not through the normal entrances, she has to go through a hole. And it should be noted the hole was just dug out like a couple of days earlier. This is a legitimately terrifying challenge. I said on social media earlier, this is probably the scariest challenge they've ever done. How do you get somebody out of there if they get panicked and need emergency help? Exactly. There's no room in there. Well, that's what I mean, because the comparison that most people would be making is the coffin escape rooms from last year. But if you quit that, they can dig you up pretty quickly. Yeah, and then they just open it up the coffin. If you quit this, there's no infrastructure to get you out. You have to just head to the nearest exit. That's terrifying. So in each section, there are three tubes. Only one of them will contain money. The rest apparently contain bombs. And if they set off a booby trap, they immediately cease uh, communication with everyone else and lose any money that they are carrying. And who goes first? Elizabeth. And what does she do? She finds the 500 euros and then immediately ensures that no one else can get it. Yep. And at each exit, there is also a sign saying that one of the one of the tubes that they passed will contain a yoker and that they can go back and find it. Pass for now. And Elizabeth goes back in with her 500 euros and finds the one booby trap tube and she loses the money and can't help and then immediately loses the opportunity for anyone to reach the final exit as well. And Axel decides not to tell anyone else about the dilemma. That was a lot of damage in nine minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the mole could have done any more damage than that if it is Elizabeth. Lose money and make sure more money can't be put in. Ooh, I've just thought, actually. The thing the mole could do is be the one who controls the first player. Because if they give them wrong information about which tube is is the one with the... um, with the money in it, they can immediately make them set off a booby trap, which means they can't communicate about anything. They immediately take the 1,500 euros out of the game, but they can do that to multiple people. You mean if Axel just misdirected everybody? Yeah. But he didn't. The only thing he withheld was the dilemma. I've just thought that's the other way the mole can play it. Yeah, and they can be like, oh, you didn't listen to me. Why didn't you listen to me? And Kat decides not to go back for the yoker when she gets the dilemma. Just out of pure fear. <laughs> yeah. And then Axel doesn't tell them about the Yoker again, making Bass suspicious. No personal advantage. You're talking to the guy who just concealed the exemption from everybody two rounds ago. You're really going to try and fool me, guys? And Kat takes over from Axel as soon as Bass gets past her exit. And she doesn't tell him about the tube hidden in a dead end, just in case it's got a Yoker in it. And he finds the tube with 750 euros and then reads the dilemma sign. Oh. And chooses not to. And the best thing about this entire challenge is that they're all on the same channel and can hear the bitching about each other. Yes, lots of sarcastic words of encouragement. Um, somebody being referred to as Batman. Um, I'm Batman. What was, the, oh, what was the thing they said to Axel? Cat tried to convince Axel that um, if, if he set off a booby trap, he would have earned a yoker rather than the yoker being hidden in one of the tubes. Oh yeah, she completely tried to psych him out. But then he doesn't trust her, so he goes to read her sign anyway. Yeah. Or Kat trying to say, um, Elizabeth actually got the yoker. There's none there, uh, Axel. Take my word for it. Please trust me. 
I like how Axel turns into a cartoon character when he's really scared. He looks like somebody off of Dilbert or Hey Arnold when he was like, when he popped his head out of that one hole, when he looked like really, really terrified. That was hilarious. Well, that was a legitimately terrifying thing for him to have to do. That hole that he had to go down was the width of him. Yeah, there was no space. There's no one that can get him out. And there was bats flying everywhere as well, which, when you're directing yourself entirely by a torch, probably isn't what you want to see or hear. Or with Boss thinking, come on, Axel, think about your reputation. You didn't jump, and now you can't even crawl through this uh, through this hole. Well, the best bit about this is the fact that uh, Axel apparently said pre-season that he doesn't want to do a skydive or a bungee jump, because why would you jump out of a perfectly good plane? Yeah. So Axel freaks out a little bit and contemplates leaving a bit earlier. But if he leaves at exit two, he loses his yoker, so he's got to keep going. And then Baz tries to use his reputation against him. He didn't jump, but he can crawl. He finds a thousand euros in his first tube. Then Cat and Bass tell him to think about the dilemma because it costs money, time, and friendship. And he says, fuck the dilemma. (laughs) And that's it for him. Yeah, which, to be fair... Is the the usual thought of anyone who doesn't like Nelly and Kelly. And did you see that that was such a great shot of him like coming out of the ground in the middle of nowhere? It's like, is, is, are you serious? Is Axel just going to pop his head in the middle of this forest and then boom, there's six feet of Axel right there. And then Yuri is the last to enter and can find 1,250 euros along the way, but he only has 16 minutes to get 124 metres down the tunnels. It's amazing how unmolly Yuri has been all season. This would have been such an easy way to sabotage, not snag that that twelve fifty euros. Because there's only fourteen minutes on the clock too to get almost all the way to the end. There's Yoku's presence. There's booby traps. But yeah, he completely plays for the team once again. I can't even think of the one like Reagan pipe and the one uh, that maybe the bow and arrow thing. Those are like the only two times he's ever like let the team down. The whole season, he might be. He might have a record for making it to final four with the least amount of money removed from the pot because of things he did. I've said for quite a few weeks now that Yuri is my least suspected person. I just can't see it being him. Otherwise, I'm very, very, very curious to know what those sabotages could have been. Yeah, and he does find the 1250 euros in a small room with four minutes to go, and then gets a kiss off a bat and find a tube that contains no money, and we don't know whether he opened it or not. And then he gets a hero moment and reaches his exit with 30 seconds to go, and he didn't gamble and open the tube. So they earn 3,000 euros of a possible 5,000 for the challenge, 5,100 euros of a possible 12,000 for the episode, and 25,550 euros of a possible 69,400 for the season so far. That's a decent part. It is, but also there was a little bit of a discrepancy, because he said that it was 25,550, when, by my maths, it should be 25,450. I'm trusting Gilles, basically, on this one. What was great about Yuri is just the really, really overdramatic hero music when he emerges from the tunnel, and that long, dramatic pause before we see him, too. Yeah, Yuri's got to be a winner, hasn't he? He could be, yeah. Well, it was like the same as, it's like the same as last year, where Lloyd didn't even bother sabotaging things. He was just, he's like, well, I know who the mole is, so... He just was able to play that all the way to the end. So it's like all he's doing is winning money for himself. He doesn't have to fool anybody. They're definitely setting Yuri up to be the the winner now, I think. So we're thinking it's Yuri, Elizabeth, and 
Axel as final three. Class is final three. Class or Axel? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely don't know anymore because next week it's all impacted by the exemption as well. Oh, right. That's going to determine 100% of this all. Yeah, because if if Axel or Bass get the um, get the exemption, then it's going to be Yuri versus whoever doesn't get the exemption to take the final spot in the finale. I do not envy whoever is in that position. So then, te- the I was about to say teams. This is the base race. The candidates uh, have a shower before the quiz, and they'll go over their suspicions. And then Cat shows up in a cheetah skirt and massive earrings, as if she is Broken Claire from season seventeen of the Amazing Race. Yep. So it's now time for the test. Twenty questions on the identity and actions of them all. Whoever knows least leaves the group tonight. And Elizabeth is going all in, thanks to Mikhail getting a red screen last week. And she's not 100%, but she has to do it to stay in. Kat thinks that the mole was at the art challenge, and it was her mistake not to try and be in that challenge, as it was obviously mold. Axel says that he and Elizabeth aren't art experts, but Bass is, and he's confusing. Yori says that Elizabeth is cunning and plays up her emotions and thinks that that's really dangerous. And Bass says that Axel is an influencer and that several of his friends have gone home, and surely that is suspicious. And then at the execution, Axel and Yuri get green screens before Cat goes home. How do you feel about Cat going home? I'm wearing black in her honour. I thought you were wearing a cheetah skirt in her honour. I'm mourning the loss of Cat. Well, we have music play to play her out. I'm very proud of you that you weren't that glossy about this. <laughs> because, as I said to you when you were watching the episode, I was pretty much convinced at the end of this episode, that it was going to either be Axel or Cat. So as soon as Axel got the first green screen, I'm going, oh no, it's Cat, isn't it? Oh god, I'm going to get so much grief. Maybe from Sven or Carl. Oh god, I'm, I'm so... I was so annoyed, but this happens to me every season now. It's always good to lose your top suspect before the finale. Makes things easier. Yeah, I'm glad that she didn't get all the way to final three, because I would have been mortified if I was wrong. And it means now that we can have a bit more of a fun discussion about whose screen we're actually going to go into at Kineopolis in two weeks' time. But yeah, I was a little bit mortified. <laughs> so if Elizabeth's not the mole, then she knows who the mole's got to be at this point, right? Two straight ticket quizzes? Or one, I don't know, she, went, she spread it last week. So this week she went straight ticket. If she went straight ticket and was wrong, she would have been executed, right? Yeah, I would assume from what she said last week that Mikhail went for Kat. And she was splitting last week between Cat and Bass. So is, maybe it's just Bass or Elizabeth's the mole then. Maybe those should just only be your only two suspects. Yeah, because Axel and Elizabeth both went for Bass this week. Did they say who Yuri was after? Yuri, we can infer that Yuri went for Elizabeth. And then who did Bass go for? Axel. Okay. It's like thinking music right now. <laughs> And now the pattern from last year of nobody's suspicions being revealed as they go home has continued, but also we didn't hear Elizabeth's suspicion officially this week. Which means she must know who the mole is? Potentially, yes. If it's her. See, the problem with doing this, this podcast so close to me actually watching the episode is I genuinely don't know who my suspicions are now. It usually takes me a day or so to reconcile my feelings. Yeah, be to accept that the person has been executed. There's no bringing back to us. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm reluctant to say this, but I'm 
I'm with you on suspecting Elizabeth. I think she she has lost them so much money these these like past three weeks. Yeah, as much as I really don't want you to be right, because that makes the podcast way less fun. Because then you're super smug. Oh yeah, no doubt. For me, it's between her and Axel. Well, we are going to find out in a ridiculous, ridiculously short amount of time. Yeah, we we're recording this on on April twenty second, which is Monday, the day after it came out. And in 13 days' time, we will be in Antwerp, in Kineopolis, finding out together. And if Elizabeth is there, I suspect we're going to be in her screen. I still haven't gotten to Cape Town yet. I still have to go to Cape Town, Istanbul, and Athens before I reach Kineopolis. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. At least we only have to do squeeze in one more podcast uh, before, before that. Yeah, so we've got Amazing Race next weekend then Belgian Mole at some point next week, and then Amazing Race again, but we already know when we're doing that one. And then Belgian Mole, we're going to do live from Antwerp. Well, live-ish. Pretty as close to live as we're ever going to get. Yeah, we're going to record it after we come back from Kineopolis. That's the current thinking, at least. So, next time. Pigs, sewing, and room service arrive before someone can sabotage the mole's briefing. Gilles puts on a fashion show, and the final four become the final three with someone hiding an exemption at a card game. Ooh, the golden exemption at Final Four. The one that usually determines who wins the season. The one that we always look forward to. It always says devastating consequences. There's so many times where the person who has the exemption would have been executed at Final Four. But is it going to be as good as Pascal getting the mole's whistle from last year? I forgot about the whistle until now. <laughs> because we're getting up to the point in last season where I sent the mole a WhatsApp message saying, I'm so confused as to who you are. The mole's whistle. Imagine, that's that's just such a tease in a way. Like, oh, I totally know who's whistling that is. That's, you may as well just give him a painting. This is the mole's painting. Who do you think painted this? That's who the mole is. It's like the same as that. Well, the one thing I will say on the painting is that Elizabeth got drawing supplies last week. It's all fitting in. It's tunnel busy. It's all coming together like a well-oiled jigsaw. Yes. So have you got anything else you want to say? Nope. I think I'm going to go through the security gate and wait for my flight to Cape Town. Well, have fun. Enjoy your, um, your flight. I shall. Not with Brussels Airlines. Brussels Airlines flights not for a couple more weeks. So, thank you for listening to this Demol Belty recap. We'll be back next week for our, I was going to say penultimate week of mole hunting, but it's not really, for some more mole hunting. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, on our Twitter account, RTV Warriors, or on Twitter pages, MJ Armstrong for me, and Logs for Logan. Also, if you are watching Amazing Race 31, we are covering that every Sunday. See you next week. Peace out and just chill. Till the next of flavoring. Yeah.